What is even up? It's your boy Cradman here with. Oh, that was right. My boy Hackettslam over there. Um, who can't see himself, so he doesn't know what I just pulled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, now I pointed, and it was the right direction. Weirdly. Wow, that's yeah. good. I was fully <laughs> see. <there you> are. <laughs> I was fully expecting this to be wrong, but I guess that's what you have to do. Do the wrong thing and yeah. you'll end up so right. Anyway, Hackenstein, is this is the hoot out. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh, I was just like, we could also like switch the cameras, like a mirror. What was it called? That sounds like work. Also, I think that's, con is that, why isn't it? Isn't it usually because it's confusing if it's like this? Like on the phone, if you use your front camera, I think it's exactly. always mirrored. Because you that's can't. Why, why they do that? Because yeah. you can't really find yourself if it's the right way around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, in case you didn't know, the hypnotic hootout, which is this thing that we do on occasion, and every Friday, <laughs> pretty again, regular. That is. That is. Yeah, it's a regular occasion. That's still, you know, um, <laughs> occasion, I guess. Um, yeah, back to. You know, the original format for this week, at least. And I guess every first week of the month. Is that how yeah. it's going to be yeah. now? Yeah. Okay. That's so, how that's, it's going so there's a system. <laughs> first of each, first Friday of each month is our um, occasional mm. um, gaming meetup with my friends back from Constance. Mm. Yeah. So I guess that already answers the question what you are up to. Today, yeah. yeah. But how was your week? Huh? Your week. Yeah. Tell me about your week. <laughs> My week. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, lots of up and ups and downs. <laughs> lots of ups and downs. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I've basically finish the safe controller for the wizard it's yeah it's pretty much there there's just some little tweaks to be done perfected but it's now doing what i want saving every turn everything uh when i go over a checkpoint i just copy the current uh safe state if you quit the game any at any time you will start right where you left off and you can go back up to five turns right now. Not mm. sure if this will stay in, but I could, so I did. Now <laughs> you can see if it's uh, too good or if it should be maybe an option for people who find it too frustrating or too hard to play it otherwise. Oh, so like easy mode, except you, well, I guess we talked about putting together your own modes basically right yeah so an option on how easy you would like it okay. yeah to, i guess that makes sense because to me that feels like like aim assist in games which i also don't like it's, you know, it's like a weird feature that i would never use mm. but i guess some people like that it's there <laughs> no, it's not really comparable it's something that makes the game needlessly easy i feel if in wizard where it's all about strategy and like every move counts and you then suddenly the moves don't count. That's kind of like you don't even have to aim. It makes it easier for people to experiment. Like you don't have to really think through 
each and every turn you can just like go at it and see what what comes up you can like trial and error your way through without too much of reloading and playing all exactly from the beginning <laughs> i see that that's definitely it makes it easier but it's not aim assist um nah. It's kind not of a good compassion. A, Sorry. It's strategy assist, basically. The whole strategy thing gets basically taken care of by the steps not actually counting. No, 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 not at all. It's not showing you where to go or helping you to go anywhere. No, but it's nothing not like you do counts. Pre selecting the spells or targeting the enemies. It's just allowing you to. It's, it's quick save, quick load, basically. You, you're allowed to, to quick save each turn for the last five turns or so yeah i i see your your gripes with it <laughs> i know makes it easier and that's somehow bad <laughs> but i um i have to insist that it's not like aim <laughs> uh, assist well technically different, differently <laughs> well technically in aim assist you also still have to aim at the head yourself it just aims at the body but you know so you can it makes it it makes the core challenge easier because you know obviously these steps don't count as much if you can just unwind them right and you can just then it is like safe spamming like quick safe spamming yeah yeah that that, that and that's, that's how it is yeah and that doesn't really uh, so that's why i don't like it but i don't have to turn it on i guess mm. hey wendesil wendesil's here hey, man. all right i i'm not even seeing the chat right now I'll set it up later. Um, yeah, and I had some some thoughts about the whole process because I've been working on it for four weeks, I think. Okay. Which originally I thought I could do it in one week, the safe controller. Implementing you could, that. probably could have. <laughs> um, probably, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but thinking back, what 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 happened is I, I've never really written uh, a big safe controller like that, um, like something as um, complete as I've got now. Mm. And the cool thing is that I can use it for future games as well. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why are you laughing about that? It's just it's just exactly what I expected, why this is taking so long, because you tend to yeah. like to uh, prepare stuff for future projects, which you never end up using again. No, it's not true. I, I reuse stuff all the time. Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, like half of the stuff for the wizard is reused. Mm -hmm. No, not half, but <laughs> at least at least five classes, <laughs> let's say. Five classes are like uh, how to save it to to the um, to the hard disk. That's something I don't have to redo. I have my data containers to store stuff, um, all that fun stuff. But a real like safe um, system that can cope with multiple saves, I never had. I, I always like just had like one point where i just stored values and get them back and that's just not working if you want multiple saves um to go back to so yeah but i think my my insecurities are 
huge part of the problem why it took me so long. Because I do want to do it like right. I mean, obviously, for me, the goal is to be able to reuse the stuff, which I don't think is a bad idea. It forces you to do it clean and it will save you trouble in the long road. And we can disagree on that, but. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the years of you doing this to pay off and actually make less work because it just seems like you always have more work because you're always developing the next 10, 10 games at once and never actually make the other nine. So that's just the bottom line while I see your point just always feels like you are stressing way too much when, you know, you could probably just revisit this task or adapt it in the next project and save some time. Yeah. Yeah. But you do you. I mean, however you enjoy doing this, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I won't uh, stop doing that. But there's parts of that that's really not necessary and that doesn't help me at all. For example, I often found myself um, or I often find myself implementing stuff that I'm not going to use because I think maybe <laughs> in the future this could be a use case. So... Let's do it right away. Now I have all everything in mind. I can do it. But that gets kind of confusing. <laughs> Loads up the classes unnecessarily. Yeah. And yeah, makes just the whole thing more, more complicated. And then I think um, I do a lot of um, procrastinating with uh, bigger challenges like a safe system because I want to do it right and I want to have a plan. And if I would just like go at it and try to like do it as I go and mm -hmm. see see where that lead me, I, I probably would be faster. But I think I'm afraid of just starting something. And I think the the height of it when I realized what I was doing was uh, yesterday at around one a.m. when I started like um, uncommenting a lot of stuff I previously wrote. <laughs> Basically, I just uncommented everything I did in the week where I was at your place mm. because I, I was afraid that I didn't want to, to delete it because I thought maybe that's the right, that is the right way to go at it, but I want to do it differently now. And then I realized what I was doing. I, I was like, I couldn't commit to one way or another to solve that problem. And then I just, yeah. Uh, I went to bed, and, uh, and then in the morning, I just started deleting everything uh, I didn't need and starting more or less fresh with a, a different um, different idea of, of how to store all the data and yeah, manage it. And it worked out quite well. Now, now everything's working. It's just um, the there's some things I could improve basically left. But uh, I did I did work until like uh, twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's yeah. I feel good again because I, I feel like productive and I feel like I've done it. <laughs> it's it's a, yeah. It's always weird to <laughs> realize how much uh, my self worth or feeling of self worth is uh, part of how good I am at work now yeah. <laughs> so maybe I can take these lessons to heart and then the next next time I have to do something I haven't done before I can just start do it see what comes of it and then um, eventually allow it to be like a, a good efficient way to do whatever it is it should be doing we'll see
Mm. It's definitely on my list for my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the reasons I need therapy is to work more efficiently. Mm, yes. Because <laughs> that's what society wants from me, right? Sure. I mean, that's another thing I had in mind um, this week was society does kind of expect us like in our with our age um, to be either married happy with kids and a house somewhere or like a cool bachelor with lots of disposable income in his i don't know studio apartment <laughs> that's mm. really cool um and and yeah not having like living on a low income makes me feel like i'm a failure although i am living as i want to live and i think that's society's fault not mine wait where's the ah that's too hot with the camera but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the two thoughts i had like what programming income and uh, low self-esteem hmm. so how has your week been A mess all over the place. Um, where to even begin? I guess last time I didn't really say much about it. So, so I guess for a little bit of context, so what I've been stuck in this. Well, I guess it's burnout. That's that's just what that is. Um, the I've kind of gotten myself into a never-ending crisis mode um, and I did that with like working too many deadlines at once uh, and too consistently and everything felt super important so basically for the past I think it's over a month now I've been running from one thing to the next and as it turns out i wouldn't have had to worry that's that's yeah that's the usual realization but somehow that never helps knowing um, <laughs> um because yeah uh, most things i've got taken care of or they were not as important um other things now it turns out they have much more time than i originally thought like for example the project um, we want to apply for funding next year, um, which started although, Monday. Hmm? Uh, although I was wondering if we maybe shouldn't try to apply for it anyway. We won't get it if we don't have the money. They have to turn us down if we don't provide the money within like a couple of weeks. Yeah, but should we... Isn't there like a, a state where we have to... So isn't it like a... Uh, um, um, a sketch we are giving I don't them think, now. I don't think they do that anymore. That may have been a de minimis thing. We can uh, so we can send in a um, we can send in the sketch like a separate thing. Um, so basically, we send them our you know our working copy or something like that, and they give us feedback. But once we like actually send it in, they have to process it. And of course, we can hand in stuff that is missing and things mm -hmm. like that. But it comes with a with a deadline and if that would take too long like for example now if we already know to secure the full funding that's only gonna be possible earliest next march 
then they for sure are going to have to turn us down. And of course we can do that, but we will have to do the same process over again, which we can. It's not apply once and never again, um, mm. but uh, it's useless. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, well, yes, no. But um, wait a second. <laughs> uh, can is it not possible to apply for like the fifty percent? Yes, we can. Um, but only but if we have don't... the fifty percent. Yeah, and you you think that's not possible for us? The, the your idea is too big to. I'm pretty sure it will be. I mean, we have no money at all right now, right? So, like, where are we well, going to be get honest, if you if you would have told me <laughs> that it's not too big, I would have not believed me anyway. I mean, you've read it by now, so you have a yeah. rough idea what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like the gameplay uh, is fine uh, for like uh, with the complexity and. The graphics, okay, that, that's gonna be that's gonna be some work, but I think just the audio, like the motion capture. Oh, the motion, yeah, the mo motion capture. I think would be rather easy, or like. What do you mean by audio? Be, well, you do want to um, record the uh, speeches, right? Yeah, we'll do do that during the. Uh, motion I, capture. But, okay, if that's possible, right? Well, they do face tracking and stuff, and then it would also have to match, right? You can't like just dub that. I mean, you can probably, but it's probably better if you just record the actors while they're doing their thing. Hmm. And if they have gear on the head anyway, I don't know how they do it. I haven't checked yet. I don't know if there's microphones attached at the headgear or whatever, but uh, I'm sure hmm. we can uh, get some decent... I mean, that's the preferred way how I would like to do it because obviously if there's a good performance I would like to capture that in full and not mm. like have a weird detached one trying to dub it over after <laughs> um, oh, okay. so I think the most of uh, that work and uh, the faces and the uh, yeah the dialogue uh, we're going to do that during the motion capture yeah Sorry, not not happy with the light here. <laughs> yeah, okay, but that's cool. And so it's basically two for one. Yeah, I mean there may be some little things, um, you know, the voiceover things. I don't. I mean, we can probably do them at, on the same day or something like that. But I don't know if they mm. need to be done in the motion capture room. Um, but there's only a few things that are falling out of this uh, a little bit. Okay, so that should be. Damn it! Why am I so pale? Because you don't go outside enough. <laughs> I go more outside than you. Why are you just as pale as me? I don't know. Do you, do you want me to color correct you a bit? <laughs> well, it's raining again here, so... Not sure See, what's can I actually so, do that? I don't know. So I have a new camera, if you, if you guys haven't noticed. It's not a potato anymore. Uh, so it doesn't seem to be like very good either. Um, Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's how I look. <laughs> red everywhere. <laughs> White and red, that's, that are my colors. <laughs> oh, that's Perfect. a whole color. <laughs> no. So that doesn't work. Hey, what? 
I would just ah, ultimate better UV rays. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> huh? Okay, I'm confused. Why are you gone now? That doesn't uh, make sense. Okay, I'm gonna gonna use this. Um, okay, then I'm just gonna turn this off. <laughs> oh well, then it worked. So I'm gonna this use this uh, to um, introduce you guys with our new sponsor, and Ooh. this one is an old school sponsor. Somehow, don't most people don't want to be sponsored anymore by them. I don't know why. So. Here it goes. This episode of the Hypnotic Hootout is sponsored by Flashlight. Do you aspire to live vegetarian or vegan, but lack the conviction to stop eating meat? Wish there was something in between? Well, now there is. At flashlight.com, you can order tasty steaks and sausages with up to 70% less meat. And if you use the limited offer code FLASHOUT, you get your first order for free. Go to flashlight.com, that is F-L-E-S-H-L-I-T-E.com, and try it out now. I will do that immediately. <laughs> I thought so. Such a great product, Flashlight. Oh, I guess you look more like a person now. I mean, this is this is the usual, which is looks way way bright now yeah and this is me color correcting you a little bit though my options are limited it is not mm. Mm, i don't have my usual tools no i'm i'm happy like that that's that's great thanks <laughs> yeah see this is where some curves would come in nicely mm. yeah um so yes so i am basically in a situation now where i don't have to do much at the moment in terms of have to, not can, hmm. but have, need, am forced to, must. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am fully unable to calm down at all. Like, I am hmm. not, I am not managing uh, that. I've, uh, yeah, I don't know. I spent all day trying to force myself to just sit down and do nothing or watch a movie or something and it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. Like I am in constant oh. it's like something that keeps Yeah, well uh, I don't know, know what to do about your, it. Your tasks are still open, right? You haven't finished it. You just have more time, so it, it doesn't really let off the pressure. I mean, but I bet it would case, be the same thing if I had finished everything. I still wouldn't know what to do with myself now, because it's like huh. I, don't know. I feel I, for me that's always a difference. Then I, I don't know what to do, and I don't I still feel bad, but I don't feel stressed anymore. I just feel exhausted and like depressed. <laughs> but as long <laughs> as there, there's stuff I should be doing, I feel stressed. <laughs> Mm, well, I don't. I don't think that a single thing that I finished of all those deadlines I worked on that I actually felt some relief after. And like with this thing now, knowing I don't have to stress much, um, because I, 
I cannot do this faster if people don't get back to me faster. You know, so yeah. it's like uh, I can't do a calculation if they wait weeks to respond with a quote or something. So no. I am still sort of doing what I can. Um, I, of course, my mind immediately goes to, am I gonna finish Wizard now? Am I gonna do this anyway? I already said I wouldn't like have this done in two weeks, but uh, you're talking about pepper prints, right? Yeah, yeah, not Wizard. Ah, yeah, I get confused with all the projects. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd be upset if you just finished the wizard now. <laughs> that would be weird, right? Yeah. I probably could. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? Um, while I'm talking, I'm just going to write to Steam to move the release date so I don't keep thinking about it. Yeah, of course, do that. Um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a strange state, and I guess it's just going to take some time, but um, it is this thing of I must be forgetting something or like there, there is something that needs to be done right now, and of course there's things mm. that I can do. Um, and sort of that's my that's basically what my go-to is uh, when I get that restless that I start researching stuff or something. But, uh, mm. but yeah, I am... Um, I guess that's the burnout. It's the uh, the constant crisis mode that I now have to figure out how to get out of, or like give it time to get out of. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. it is very very uncomfortable. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, what what helps to get really out of my head is is going outside and like seeing that the world isn't just like what what I'm looking at on my screen. I know it's not really your favorite thing to do, but it really helps just to to get back to reality. Seeing that it's not about all that stuff we we see here. I mean, we we are living online sure, yes. most of the time now. Mm. We too, I, I guess most people are, or a lot of them are. But if you go outside, like play some basketball, you you realize that. Reality is uh, something different again. That's uh, things that seem so important aren't that important anymore. Oh, wait, can I do this again? Do what again? Uh, change, oh, I can change the restates myself again. Uh, because Steam for a while disabled that, you had to write support to change the hmm. release dates. Um, okay, that's that's nice. That makes it a little bit easier. And I guess that's also better in terms of because, well, I'm thinking if I'm going to say that out loud, <laughs> just for incriminating <laughs> evidence. <laughs> no, it's fine. Everything's fine. All is well. We're doing everything okay. by the book. Even more now. Even more by the book now. I would have almost done something that I'm not allowed to do even. Oh, and for what? Yeah, that's, that's not good. That's not good. So There's en enough work <laughs> that you can do, <laughs> and you are allowed to do. Yes, no indeed. need to to think of new illegal things to do, <laughs> or at least well, they are not technically illegal, but like um, contract breaking, I guess. I guess it depends. About, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about that, but I guess it depends. I mean, well, it would have. It's a well. It's it's done now, so I guess everything's yeah. fine. 
So um, if you're listening to us and you can't follow anything, well, tough luck. <laughs> that's the point. It's obfuscation. Welcome to the hootout. <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, it's... Um, I mean, I've also been thinking, obviously, a lot about life and where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to achieve, because somehow being depressed now makes me morbidly aware that I'm going to die one day and I can do nothing about it, which I don't like. I liked the, I liked the thing where I felt like, eh. I live forever, basically, until that day comes. Mm. It's and it is technically still forever away, but uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. And I think this starts to happen when I have something to lose, which is maybe that. But maybe it's just being depressed. So, um, but yes, I've been thinking a lot about this stuff, and and yeah, this, this stuff, PM. Hmm? this stuff. TM. This stuff, TM, yes. <laughs> uh, I know what you were saying about feel like a failure and all this stuff because like living modestly and things like that, um, which I never minded much. And no, I still don't mind. I start minding. I, I mind about the point where, uh, where I notice that uh, something's missing or that, you know, things are harder. Like... Sure, I'm fine living like this, but now considering that, you know, maybe I want to have a family and maybe also live with them, and that's suddenly, you know, it really comes down to expectations, which I think is my whole issue in general, that I don't deal well with expectations. Um, and so yeah. taking care of myself and struggling on my own, that's fine. I do that all the time. I'm good at it. Um, but, yeah, I do feel a certain obligation to not, you know, make my wife struggle or mm. something like that or live as wretchedly as I do. <laughs> mm. So uh, it comes, uh, these stressors, they come in waves. Um, and it's... So I think last time I, we talked about this and I told you all this stuff, uh, I think I mentioned that part of the problem and the thing that I'm not sure how to fix is that through this constant, okay, here's an important deadline I need to meet done. Okay. I need to meet this next important deadline. Mm -hmm. Just going like this and sort of getting into this rhythm of, yeah, I mean, I call it crisis mode because it's not, it doesn't come from a place of excitement, even if I like doing some of the things that I've been doing. Mm -hmm. you know, um, but because I feel like they are super important and if I don't get them done, I'm missing opportunities uh, mm. to make my life better or make our life better or, you know, just uh, do my part. Yeah, that, well, let that, people that's down. The, the application for the funding, right? That is that is a huge part of it, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, with all these things that I've been doing, they all feel like they were important to someone. And of course, the application for us now is the one that's, you know, about next year and how that's going to go. Um, and what I was sort of stuck with is like, how do I get out of um, basically fear-based motivation mm, um, yeah. into 
passion-based motivation um, while I still have to participate in the red race, if you will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of the the problem there, right? It is, but I noticed that it started to work once the stuff that I am excited about started to take over, right? When I um, started looking at actors, I got kind of excited about, you know, hiring like actual real people that people have heard of to do yeah. something and to get kind of lost in um, in writing the story and kind of dreaming what this game could be. And um, mm -hmm. in those moments, I did like doing these things again and I did them much more easily. And I, you know, I mean, this, this is probably not... Uh, the best prop to say that I've actually way turned down on the drink, drinking and stuff, but yeah, I've <laughs> actually managed to uh, because okay, I guess that's also something for context. I when I get into these uh, stress, panic, critical, everything's terrible modes. Uh, I, I I'm I only notice because I started day drinking. Um, that's usually a sign for me. Oh, something's wrong, and. Well, I guess, you know, it would be ideal, more ideal to realize this before and to not automatically go back to these less healthy coping mechanisms. Mm. Uh, but at least I realized it more quickly. I have done these things much worse, much longer without realizing something's wrong. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but yes. That's really, uh, yeah, that's good. That's it really is. Good. And, it and doesn't yeah. sound like it is, but it's actually really, really good. It, it's, it's a progress. development. Yeah. So, um, it's progress. But yeah, I even you know, stopped doing that, you know, because I didn't want to do that kind of. And so I got through work, basically. I got through work well. Of course, I always had in the back of my mind, you know, once I'm done with this, you know, I'm going to get high or something. But, you know, that's, mm. I feel like that's less destructive. Um, and yeah, so for a brief moment, that sort of, I could see how to get there just by, you know, focusing on the things that are actually fun about this. And, and then of course, you know, now things take a little while. You know, I told you that now I'm having this downturn again, because I was like, you know, planning mm -hmm. these things, talking to these people, writing agents and stuff. And then suddenly I didn't hear back from anyone, like anyone. No. I haven't heard back from the motion capture studios I'm talking to. I don't know what's going on, if it's a busy week or what, uh, but I haven't heard back from anyone. And it's mm -hmm. like, what's happening? And like, I'm being slowed down in my euphoria. <laughs> and so now I'm like falling back a little bit and I don't know what, you know. Uh, but there was a brief moment where that, where I can see how this can work, you know, to get back mm -hmm through more focus on the fun stuff and to actually do something that's exciting to do. And I am actually really excited about this prospect because I feel like this, basically making Quantic Dream interactive movies, you know, uh, that's, I have the feeling that this may be the thing that I've been working towards, if that mm. makes sense. Um, is all the expertise that i've accrued over yeah. the years they it's very much it all flows into this sort of i mean sure my ultimate goal was always to make movies on a grand scale of course but um realistically speaking that may not happen so with all my doing indie movies but 
also very expensive, although now that I understand funding a little bit more and how these things work, mm. and I'm pretty sure I could probably one day do this too. But I also really like the idea of, because I feel like making something like this is basically everything. It's the writing, it is filmmaking, it is game design, it is working with yeah. actors sort of like you do in theater because the motion capture space is sort of like a theater stage. And so everything you know comes sort of together. And I also feel like this is a sort of niche where we can probably really do something because these games, yeah. they're not that common. Uh, uh, Quantic Dream makes them, Telltale went under. I don't actually know of any other companies that are pursuing this because I guess it's not as monetizable as big companies want them to be and too expensive for the Indian market. So it's like this double A middle that we can sort of maybe mm. weasel our way into. And if we can find footing there, that would be probably like a really, I just feel like this, we're onto something here. It's basically yeah. the sense I mean, yeah. that excites me. <laughs> There might be a reason why this is a genre that's not really that common anymore, or isn't wasn't was never really common. I think I think about it, it's a bit worrying that you can basically watch a stream and get most of what the game will offer you mm -hmm. out of it, and there isn't that much replayability in there either. And in today, I mean. The last couple of years, we saw more this idea of games as a service, and mm -hmm. it really came into um, well, that's now the dominant strategy for for like every big game and a lot of the small games as well. Yeah, so I wonder. For sure. I mean, how mm -hmm. expensive all that's gonna be, and how <laughs> much money you can make with that, but. I do I think you can make some decent money with this. You can't make all the money. And that's why I think mm. AAA doesn't do it because they always just, they want all the money. They don't want most money, all the money. And these games, mm. single player, no microtransactions, that doesn't make all the money. You know? And I still, I, I see enough people being excited every time a game like this comes out. I mean, even Telltale was beloved like crazy. They just overdid it. They oversaturated their own little niche to the point where nobody cared anymore. Hmm. I mean, Walking uh, Dead, that was... Li Life is Strange? Life, Life is Strange? Also, that was also really big, right? Yeah. So I it think was... there are these these things. and but, but These are all, all like huge games. I mean, Telltale was a little bit more mid-tier. Mid no, for and sure. They went under. They went under. <laughs> but they went under through mismanagement, I think. Like, there's more mm -hmm. that went on there than just people yeah, didn't they care. Yeah, all this, this weird licensing... Yeah, and they did like ten games broke. a year, and nobody nobody cares that much, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still yeah, a niche. It's not going to be our problem, <laughs> no, for sure. And then I'm also thinking of like approaching this a little differently, a little bit more like David Cage than the Telltale. This is more of an immersive adventure and more of a interactive movie type thing, yeah. uh, which I just I'm not sure if you should like use David Cage as. <laughs> Is to advertise the game. So that, I, think, I don't think that's a good thing to say. I'm, I mean, he's. I mean, he's a bit of a joke, and from what I hear, he, the yeah. company is not doing great with all sorts of things um, in terms of you know sexual harassment and all that stuff. Uh, they seem to have much, much dirt hidden there. Um, but 
they're also they always turn out to be blockbusters, right? The games that he makes, like Detroit Become Human, that was huge, right? It's triple A. It's a triple A game. Yeah. I don't know how much money it made, but no, it, it, it could be the problem because it's so expensive to to make triple A games. Yeah. Maybe there really is. Space yeah, and they for... always they they chase like high end, real yeah. realistic, photorealistic graphics and stuff, which I don't yeah. think we are. At least not gonna do in the foreseeable future. I mean, this is no, that's a money sink that I'd stay clear <laughs> of if we can. That we only do if a publisher insists on paying for that. So, <laughs> um, but I like the idea of basically making indie B movies, sort of. I think that's what games are in the end, anyway. Like as profound as that may feel, if you would watch it as a movie, it would probably be rather B. Um, well, depends on the game. I, I wouldn't like say all games are B-movies, but the majority. Can you think of one where you feel like this is, that goes beyond that? <laughs> Would you, like, Life is Strange isn't a B-movie, right? Just doesn't feel like a B-movie to me. Maybe it's not like blockbuster, but it's... Um, I've... I think the interactivity does a lot for these games because I don't know if I would had seen this as a straight movie, hmm. right? If that wouldn't have been like kind of a little bit too YA, you know, young adult uh, fiction, and a little bit too cheesy for my hmm. taste. Yeah. And of course, I mean the rules are different in these things. Uh, but I was just thinking about that while playing the new Tomb Raider and stuff, like how much of an adventure serial type thing that is, which is cool, but which is also not old boy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's. I think it's just in the nature of making games exciting that they're not mm. going to be beyond profound. I mean, I'm sure games can be profound. I just, it's just a sense that I'm having that you can't really, I mean, it's incomparable, basically, I guess what I'm getting at, that you can't really talk about them the same way because interactivity does so much. Like, I mean, it's the whole point of you getting drawn into this and feeling more profound because of what you bring into it, while the thing itself that has to give you the opening to do all that obviously can't fill in the spaces for you. And thus, if you remove the person, you kind of remove maybe something crucial. But, but yeah, no, I, I just like this idea of... Um, Kind of making some cool stuff the same way that I find, you know, certain cult classics, you know, cool, like 80s action movies that you wouldn't, you know, say are the height of the craft, but they're awesome, you know, and they're fun. They're and fun, yeah. Stuff like that, you know. Cheesy. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Although, I, yeah, I don't see a cheesy thing in your script. <laughs> It's not cheesy or Yet. fun. It's gonna get weird. Things yeah. are gonna get weird after that. Yeah, no, no, that's a B horror movie for sure. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when this was just saying, just as info about Telltale Games, they had problems because they did too much crunch and tried to develop multiple games at once, and that led to a collapse. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. Um, there were also talk when they uh, like that it was failure on the management. I mean. Crunch is always a failure on the management uh, part, but that basically there was some weirdness, right? That they had this one contract that would have saved them and that in the end ended them, which which fell through. That was sort of the thing. They were wanting to go into a new IP and last minute the contract mm -hmm. fell through. That's why they had to close down the company immediately. 
But that in itself already says, like if everything hinges on that one moment, then something's already gone wrong way before, right? You don't just arrive at the, you know, make or break moment. Well, well <laughs> we've, we've been juggling make or break moments like every year multiple times. Yeah, but so. we, are also, we are also nobody really. We have like three released games and like nobody plays them. So I feel like it's still different to Telltale who were like, you know, a, a darling at the one point. Yeah, um, but they, they, I think they, they really caved into the whole like making money thing and more and more and more. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. probably typical company. The workers got nothing, and the management just got everything and wanted some mm. more. Yeah, but yeah, also, I, I, I mean, I noticed that. that too. Like when Batman came around and Minecraft story mode and stuff like that, I just didn't care anymore. There was so much that I've played by them. And then there's mm. where IPs that I didn't necessarily want to see. And maybe that's why they also felt low quality because I tried to play them both and I was just not as enthralled as I was with um, mm. Tales from the Borderland. Uh, was probably the last one that I really enjoyed. Um, also didn't care about the Game of Thrones one. It just got to this point where you see it everywhere and it just becomes kind of, ugh, not another one. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, I think they they tried to overplay their niche. They could have done well if they just kept going like the first couple of years, like put out some Wolf Among Us, which they were going to do. Yeah, I'm oh, so looking forward to that season two. They announced it and then they went like bankrupt two weeks later. Oh, that sucked. No. Anyway, so there's now space for us to pick us for us to pick up the slack, and just as long as we don't, you know, sell out, so that someone else can tell us to overdo it and not get any money for it, then I think pick we could up be fine. Slack, I don't pick up the slack. What what slack are you talking about? Isn't slack like the the part of the rope that you have got enough when you go climbing? That's the slack, right? I think so. Well, pick up the yeah. slack means you do something that someone else is not doing, right? Does it? Improve the use of resources to avoid an undesirable lull in business. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so exactly what we're going to do. No, uh, <laughs> gonna, something different. <laughs> there's a lull in business, in the business of interactive movies, and you we're going to pick, pick it up. the slack of someone else. I don't think so. But yeah, who, well. whose slack are you going to pick up? If not someone else's. <laughs> your own. Your own. I think it's about... I never slack. slack. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the burnout problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You should have some slack sometime. I should, but I don't know how. See, I'm trying and I don't know what to do with myself. It's, yeah. it's hard work to not do something. Um, <laughs> but yes, I, I, I really like the idea and it really feels like something... If we can work out the way there, and I don't expect it to work out next year, like I'm fully prepared for the idea that this is not going to happen immediately. Um, but I do think I want to go in that direction. And uh, I think that could be, because I think these games, they always make waves. There's people are always kind of fascinated by them, even if they say, oh, this is a real, real game or whatever. Uh, but I think people are just fascinated by the technical aspect or the cinematic aspect of it. I'm not sure. I think it's just the experience. I mean, you are you're giving yourself like you you focusing on telling a story effectively in mm -hmm. a game like that. It's not gameplay. It's 
really telling a, a story and immersing the player in it. Yeah. And I think that it will always be um, something of interest to people because we, we love stories. That's um, for sure part of human nature. And, and yeah, and I don't know if I mentioned that last time, but uh, also this idea of like just making it German just leaning fully into the Germanness that I've always tried to run away from. It yeah. also feels right. There's a lot of things that feel like someone could finally hear about this. And even if that just really 10,000 people buy it, that would still be hmm. $200,000 for us. <laughs> you, should, you should probably um, look into Dark on Netflix. I've heard that a lot. I shall yeah, do a, that. A German horror movie. It, it does look it doesn't look German at all, but the people are German. <laughs> they speak German. Um, apparently, it gets really confusing. I think I've already told you. Um, a friend yes. of mine yeah, said, you, told me. Uh, you, you should watch like the first season and then just the last episode because it gets so confusing. But other people like, disagree, say that the whole fun in Dark is that it's so confusing and you, you have like multiple timelines. People are in other people, so you really have to... Uh, remember who's who and you you have to write stuff down have you watched it no no i just listened mm. to people i i watched like the first uh three episodes but it was it was kind of slow it didn't really i don't know it wasn't like my mood right now i think mm. because i was i was sure. more looking forward to something like stranger things and it's just not that nice yeah it kind of goes in the direction but it's it's, it's not that just not that. However, I did watch something new. Oh. And something old. Mm, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Uh, I watched, um, started watching Doom Patrol on Amazon Prime. Doom Patrol. Which is superheroes again. <laughs> I don't know what I have with superheroes uh, going from one to the next. Yeah. So I've, I've been watching The Boys, as I already told. Lots of fun with the boys, but now waiting for a new episode, which should be out today. But my subscription ends uh, in two days, so I, I'm not sure if I should cancel it now or just like take another month just to finish the boys. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then when I had to wait to uh, continue with the boys, I started watching The Tick, which, yeah, I already told it's. I finished the first season. It's okay. It's it's nice. It's something different. Mm. It's really, really bright, um, fun, but kind of, I didn't feel it. The characters are all caricatures oh. and you don't feel with them really because they are just caricatures mm. of characters, you know. Um, so yeah, I stumbled upon Doom Patrol, which, yeah. That's really good. It's it's actually good. I didn't think it would be that good, but it is. So here's the deal with Doom Patrol. Uh, and I've never uh, read the comics, but Doom Patrol first season is 15 episodes each, uh, 40 to 50 minutes long, mm -hmm. which is really nice. It It has this episodic feeling of a real comic book. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's more comic book 
series, then it is a superhero one. Because the characters, though in theory being superheroes, aren't really capable of being that right now. They are... F I'm not um, explaining it very well. <laughs> so they are... I think when the, when it starts, it, it, it flat out tells you that it's these aren't superheroes, these are super zeros, <laughs> it says. Um, <laughs> because they are all like... Um, they're all people with traumas, people who went through hell. They have special abilities, but mm -hmm. they also have very real problems that they have to fight with and i've watched i think like the first 10 episodes now so nearly 10 hours and none of them is their superhero form now it really takes its time with telling you their backstory and you you get to to fight with them for their um humanity they yeah i don't know <sighs> they really fight their trauma yeah everyone has has their own individual trauma and they have to to battle that to become superhero they have the abilities but they are hindered by themselves and because it it really has the this the, the guts to basically stay there and give these characters the time to to develop it's something re different about it than like most of the other um superhero stuff i watched uh, i found it very interesting and uh, another thing I, I really liked about it is that it's not gritty it's it is bloody it is gory at times but it's not this gritty superhero everything realistic it really has fun with the format. It's like the comic books I used to read. There's magic. There are multiple dimensions. Um, it's about the characters. Each episode has its own like conflict and uh, its own theme. Like weird stuff happens. For example, there one thing they encounter is is it's a it's a street that teleports throughout the world. It can move, and they're just people living on there and it's self-aware it can talk uh, and they meet up the, they meet the people there um, it's just having fun it's really creative it's not afraid to do like silly stuff weird stuff it's really weird um, one episode was basically like a Constantine episode mm -hmm. goes it goes places it, it and mo most of all, it, it really takes its time um, telling the stories of the, the characters and making them e develop and evolve. It's really nice. Haven't seen that in, in a long while. Um, yeah, characters are good too. I was a bit annoyed and like, I mean, <laughs> at first, uh, it, like the first episode came off a bit weird, introducing the characters, like you have the, you have robot man <laughs> that's one of the then the other one is negative man and then there's crazy jane who has 74 different personalities and each of them has another superpower 
or another power. Mm -hmm. but she's always like in battle with the, her different personalities and they all are in this in in this thing called the underground where they they talk to each other and well that, that was a, another episode and yeah robot man is, is a is a is a brain in a robot um suit then negative man is a guy who um who encountered like another being which now lives inside of him, gives him superpowers, but his uh, skin is completely burned. So he always wears bandages and he, he's fighting with this thing inside himself. And what could that be of an analogy? <laughs> because, uh, yeah. And then there's like Elastigirl, um, who is an actress who had an... Um, fell down into uh, some pond and like um, got some something in herself and now she she loses her form and becomes like a huge blob and she has to really concentrate to keep her form and and she's not like elastic girl as you you are used to like this just person who can like stretch and stuff she's someone who wants to just stay herself and who when it's stressed out loses her form <laughs> and that's the whole battle I've, i think in, in the 10 episodes i have only seen her once use her power like deliberately to do something and that's that's really Sounds the whole good. thing yeah it's it's really interesting and yeah as you as you can see like everyone has something big to battle with mm. i wonder if i i forgot someone Ah, that's okay. Yeah, I think that's all. And oh, there's the chief. So basically, it's it's like the um, like Xavier from uh, X Men. Mm -hmm. It it has a, a bit of an X Men flair. So everyone who has powers, they are called meta humans, and he has the school where he has them inside. But there are no others. Only they are there. There. Um, okay. Really, really interesting, compelling stuff. Uh, had a lot of fun with that. Um, kind of want to finish it too. And it's now um, the second season's out now. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff to watch. <laughs> Can't you but just yeah. register another test month to a different email address? Um, maybe. Maybe I could like convince my brother to give me access to his. Okay. I'll find a way. I'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, surprisingly good. Oh. Had a lot of fun, especially because it's it's so um, fun, fun and weird. Yeah, fun like a comic weird. book. That's what you you expect when you read a comic book. You want to have magic and dimensions and like the breaking of the fourth wall every once in a while, but still like cool characters who live through stuff you can um, relate to. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I'll check that out. So you say it's not it's not dark. It's more like fun time superhero stuff. It's really on the edge. On the edge to, to dark. It, because the, the people they have lived through horrible stuff and you will see them struggle with it. But it still maintains this um, positive 
uh, things are going to get better feeling through yeah. all episodes. And um, the main main bad guy, at least uh, until now, is also like someone really, really fun because he's more or less an extra dimensional being and he <laughs> just plays with reality. And it reminded me a little bit of um, the bad guy in Jessica Jones, who could like um, control people with his speaking. Yeah, Jessica Jones, that was... Kilgrave. Kilgrave, <laughs> yeah. That was such a good season one. Such a shame that season two wasn't nearly as good. But you, you have this feeling of like dread because your enemy is just like impossibly strong. And how how could they do anything against them when they can't even live with themselves at the moment? It's really compelling, mm. and not not too dark. I, I really enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out because I am just looking for something that I want to watch. There's nothing I want to watch. I mean, that's part of why it's hard to wind down because everything <laughs> seems so boring. Yeah, I've been. We're watching some James Bond uh, wait, movies. Hmm? Sorry. Yeah. One thing. I have a feeling that your problem with not being able to watch or finding much enjoyment out of like movies and stuff, don't you maybe wonder if that's part of the depression slash burnout? Yeah, I do. It's... It should be so hard to, to enjoy good movies or just like movies that are okay yeah that's a that's a i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure that i'm more annoyed now because i'm just looking for something to give me the joy that i can't experience anymore yes. yeah 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 um <laughs> exactly but also i noticed that over the last couple of years i think with just learning more about the craft learning more about the world um I think it was sort of inevitable that most things that, you know, used to like blow me away kind of mm. aren't as cool as I thought they were when I was 16. You know, so mm. um, a lot of things are, so I'm, I'm not, even, I don't even like rewatching a lot of stuff. Um, you know, did we watch Indiana Jones recently? Yeah. That was still okay. Yeah. I, I like that. I don't mm. think I'm going to watch it again. So that's basically where I'm at now. This, while, is now, now. this is now a film that I think is okay. It's not as awesome Five as years. I used to think. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was the first one. The third one is where it's at. I think I may have overwatched that one even more, so I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, sure, I'll give them a shot again. But yeah, it's a lot of things just kind of start to... Like, I'm bored with it. And I think part of that, yes, is the depression. The other part is probably that I just don't care about white stories anymore. It's just mm. I've seen it all. I am so bored by how uninsightful they are. Um, there's always something once in a while, but it for sure doesn't happen like on the regular like it used to like 10 years ago. And I was consuming like everything and I was so amazed by everything. Right, And now I'm just watching these things and I'm just like, ugh. No, that's stupid. No, that's not how that works. Oh, mm -hmm. so you wrote this woman annoyingly and then you complain about her being an annoying character. Ah, deep. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I'm... Like, I... 
there's a couple, right? I mean, Knives Out, that was awesome. And I've watched it to death already because one of the few things that I enjoyed you know, coming out in recent <laughs> times or, of course, uh, Black Clansman was so awesome, you know? But it's also probably, I probably also approached Spike Lee's filmography from the wrong end. So I started with the best one. <laughs> Mm. And now I want you know have that thrill of watching that again. And his old films obviously aren't. I mean, obviously got better at doing these things, right? Yeah. Um, they're still interesting, but I, I guess I'm also you know now getting to this thing where I'm not as excited about all aesthetics anymore, or like just yeah, just how far we've come in the craft. Um, it's just I'm different. Excited by 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 things that are different. Like they don't have to be good for me to enjoy them if they are different enough. And I think like with all of Spike's Spike D's stuff, I always have this this feeling that's something I haven't seen before and might be it's not maybe the best thing I've ever seen, but at least it's like something new, something fresh. I always enjoy watching those things. That is for sure. I guess I'm just disappointed then in, in those moments when they don't blow me away as I hoped they would. Like the Five Bloods was fine. Yeah, it was I good. Was let down <laughs> by that too. Yeah, it was like, I mean, uh, I think after the movie I was like, yeah, it's 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 a good movie. It's really really good movie. But like a couple of days later, it's like there's nothing, nothing that really stayed with me. That's that's exactly it. I did enjoy it. I'm not remembering anything like, oh, wow, that was awesome. Or mm. um, like, I still think about Black Clans when there's scenes in there and the soundtrack and everything, like how it comes together. There's so much stuff, like just that mm. dance scene in the beginning when they go to a club alone. Like there's those moments of just this pure joy. And I still think about them. I still love to listen to the music. I also love to listen to the music of um, She's Gotta Have It and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like the five plus was a decent movie. Like it's not my genre to begin with. I'm also not that hype about apocalypse now and stuff. They, they were always kind of boring to me, but uh, they're fine. I would, I would watch that, uh, <laughs> the slightly edited down remaster. If that ever did, I guess it came out, right? We looked it up. I already yeah. forgot again because nobody yeah. seems to care. <laughs> no, I didn't uh, care for, for the day. It came out <laughs> when it came out. Uh, yeah. I only <laughs> noticed some slight caring when it was announced. <laughs> slight caring, yeah. Um, so Blabomat is saying, my unprofessional tip: do some hobbies that are not related to your job. It will always remind you at your job, and you can't just enjoy the dream. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, that is also definitely a problem that my my working space and my relaxing space is this space and so that always gets muddled up in weird ways but but yeah even like trying to do something else um it gets difficult because i get no joy from it basically and my mind is still stuck in that uh, why am i wasting my time with this hmm. when i have to do work even though i don't have to do work you know it's just that's just where my head is at it's just it doesn't it doesn't listen to reason <laughs> Well, it's yeah, it's probably a thing that just will take some time. I guess you can flip a switch and then you're just there. Um, let's say yeah. So that was it's a well, it's a difficult thing to navigate. Um, but I have uh, over the last week, I've rewatched some old James Bond 
Um, I've rewatched the ones that I mm, that I had previously decided are good. <laughs> there was a film crit hulk four part article um, some years ago where he basically went through all the movies. And I watched them along and then and I read his and I watched the movie. And most of them are really beyond awful. It is <laughs> it is wild. Um also I Goldfinger used to be my favorite movie, you know, one of those when I was younger. It was so awesome. I thought it was so cool. The gadgets with the car. It has the best theme, obviously. Um and it just there were so many things about it that seemed like Yes, this is what a James Bond thriller is supposed to be like. All the gadgets and the women and, you know, it's, ooh, gold. It's so, oh, it's so weird, you know, but it's so eccentric that he kills his victim by painting them gold. <laughs> and and then I watched that again for the hundredth time. And I am just blown away how rapey the whole thing is. And this was yeah. not, I hadn't, I had seen this a couple of years prior because I kept watching this like way, like after the Devic times. But mm. then only when I was reading, you know, the thing and I watched it and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And it's like, suddenly I can't watch it anymore. And of course, you only live twice. It's even worse when he goes into full like yellow face and it looks so bad and he's squinting the entire time and things like that. And I just, it's. It's it it is fascinating, like just how bad these are, <laughs> yeah. and it's not Which even was, interesting. Yeah. Was the Pierce Brosnan one with um, where he's attacked in the sauna and he he puts the girl on the hot stove? Oh, there was something like that. Well, which one had Pierce Brosnan? Well, he did. Golden Eye, that was the first one. Ah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that, that was always like my favorite, but just because that was, I think, like uh, the first one I watched when I really got what it's about. And then there was also like the Nintendo 64 game. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and somehow that conflated in my head that this movie is also like the greatest. Yeah. I mean, it, I is, it was the first one. modern one. <laughs> in the sauna. I don't actually remember that. I, I was only half paying attention because Goldeneye. Whether there's this bad, uh, is it a Bond girl if she's like the evil one? There are usually two, right? What good one, one bad one. Anyway, she she kills people with her legs, like oh yes, Frank Jensen, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, really, <laughs> did not awaken anything in me. So. <laughs> yeah. But, I think yeah. that is the first sex scene that they have in James Bond, even though he's like, huh. but it's the oh. first explicit one, basically, because mm. they're like naked in bed and stuff. And so that's like, mm. ooh. so that's how we know in modern days, yeah. 95. Um, Golden Eye was fine. It was 95. Mm. I oh, think. 95 it was 97? Like no. Golden Eye. Um, mm. 95. Just oh. December 28th, 95. So we probably got it a year or two later because I think the dubbing used to take a while. Yeah. Or like they just released it later, so I don't know why. The cinema, I don't remember. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah GoldenEye, I sort of like, but it's also kind of boring. Hmm. But the one after that, the Tomorrow Never Dies, I like that, even though now we're watching it. 
I'm a little unsure what the message is because it's like about media, like faking news and controlling the world and stuff. And sure, that does apply, but I'm I'm not sure what exactly they're trying to say with it. But it's it's a fun movie, not as fun as I found it when I first watched it uh, during this stretch. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of how I respond to James Bond is dependent on how much I hated the previous one. And so... <laughs> Contrast is a thing, right? Yeah, I used to give this a 10 just because the one before it I kind of sucked. <laughs> oh, yes. <Weird>. Would you? <laughs> um, and also mm-hmm. tomorrow... No, the world is not, not enough. Also enjoy that. It's mm-hmm. cheesy. It's fun. I like it. I did not rewatch the one with Halle Berry because I gave it four stars last time. So I'm, I'm not going to put myself through that. Right now, I'm still in the middle of Casino Royale. We're basically interrupting my Daniel Craig time to do this. Uh, and I also I also used I to think that this Craig, was... I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Working out. Uh, and the yeah, thing is... This... Casino Royale, I really liked. That was... I used to... I, I really... I did. I didn't. Uh, with the 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 movies after Goldeneye, I was like, like with each movie, I thought less of James Bond until Casino Royale, and I thought like I will never watch it because who's Daniel Craig? Why does he want to be yes, James Bond? Yes, absolutely. First reaction, like exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then sometimes later, I I watched it. I don't know even where with a friend maybe, and then I was like, so surprised how. It really explains the character of James Bond, and I didn't expect that at all. Mm. And that's why I really, really enjoyed the movie a lot. I had the same problem there because I just saw I gave it ten stars last time I watched it. Like because first time I had the same reaction. Oh, it's Daniel. Who's Daniel Craig? He doesn't even look like James Bond. Why is he blonde? Why does he look so weird? <laughs> that doesn't work. It's not different. <laughs> But, I mean, it's so crazy. <laughs> Even he's a white dude, but no, 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 the, the hair's wrong. <laughs> now he just looks, he looks like a brawler. He doesn't look like the gentleman spy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but he's great. And, and the movie's fine. I would now give it an eight. It's a good action movie, but it's not as awesome as when I watched the awful, awful Tomorrow Never Dies before it which I gave mm. four. So this was like the height of entertainment when I got to this one. It's like, wow, they can make a good James Bond movie. This is the best, right? Um, and now I'm a little bit like, eh. It's actually not mm. that interesting. It's kind of a regular action movie. Um, mm. But the one that I really, really, really enjoy that I probably haven't watched as much is The Living Daylights with Timothy Dalton. I'm not sure I like the Timothy Dalton movies, the other ones, because they get kind of dark and uh, kind of ugh, like a little bit unpleasant. I remember there was one where they like would like half hang a guy into a into a pool with sharks and stuff, and it was not it wasn't Austin Powers fun. The sharks <laughs> it was just like really unpleasant, and it was a dark James Bond, the Timothy Dalton ones. But The Living Daylights is such a good movie. I mean, obviously very 80s, but like there's a whole, the whole action sequence in the end. It's, I thought it was kind of, I mean, it's kind of regular, but it's also kind of mind-blowing. It's basically there's a ship, uh, uh, a plane with, I don't know, with a bomb or something or with some drugs or whatever that's about to take off. 
And then James Bond gets discovered and stuff. And then it's like this whole thing of the plane, like the process of it slowly taking off, like James Bond trying to escape. But it takes like 15 minutes, this whole sequence. It's not like you get in a plane, you fly away. But it's like this weight to everything. And the plane drives slowly onto the, you know, the, what's it called? The landing strip to take off. Mm. And things are in the round, the cars are driving and they're yes. fighting and things are yeah. exploding. And it's, it felt so good. <laughs> And it's probably all practical. A lot of it is probably practical, and it looks amazing. So, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's by no means the best movie I've ever seen, but that was I got a lot of joy of that. The Aston Martin V8 Vantage Series Two. I really like that car, mm. and that's the one where where he's on the side with the uh, uh, Mujahideen, right? Or does he fight them? Well, now you're asking me things. Uh, <laughs> you've seen that movie. <laughs> I was hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I movie. <laughs> movie vampire. Yeah, I yeah. shine when I, when I look at uh, my browser, and there's like <laughs> white. Yeah, it doesn't really auto adjust, right? The contrast and stuff. No. Hmm. So I, my brother uh, convinced me to get that one. I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of feeling like the one you had before was better. Even if this is a little bit clearer. What blue did you send me this one? Huh? No anyway, <laughs> I watched um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> is that the first one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I there think more than one. Well, the third one just came out, I think, didn't it? They uh, made a new one. Will come out. Wait. I just saw the tra trailer and I was like, "Oh, well, that that was a fun movie." I watched um, completely baked <laughs> and had fun with. And yeah, well, I, I really watched it. And it came out last week. Oh, Bill and Ted nice. face the music. <laughs> yeah. um, but I never see you haven't seen the second one. I liked the first one fine. I saw yeah. it late in life, so I wasn't as hype as I may have been if I seen it as a kid. But yeah, yeah. it's nice. It's it's a it's a fun little movie. It's I mean, pleasant. Yeah, it's old. You you see that's old. Yeah. I mean, there there is not one female character with a name. Oh really? <laughs> well, you don't need female characters, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and lots like stuff like that. Yeah, but it's fun. I I, I had a, a fun time with it. And <laughs> what's happening now? <laughs> okay, refill time. I don't have that much to tell about Ted's <laughs> adventure. Excellent adventure, to be honest. I just uh, wondered about um, Bill and Ted's uh, catchphrase: "Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes." So gendered. Can't girls party on as well? I wonder if they, they'll adjust it in a new movie, but I don't think they can. Though I think like a lot of people just use dude as gender neutral. Right? Yes, sure. I yeah. agree. <laughs> 
Yeah, nice. So, <laughs> um, that was Bill and Ted. Nice. Um, so, uh, do a topic. Topic. You. We missed a chance <laughs> here. What's that? Could have said something more uh, um, interesting. Something but interesting <laughs> for <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, did you say you want to do the topic now? Yes. Okay. Let's then, let's, the topic. then let's see what we got. Huda topic. What's it gonna be? Favorite mechanics slash genres. Mm. It's completely different. Mechanic and genre. I guess these should be two different things. Yeah. Well, let's talk about both. <laughs> so my favorite mechanic is turn-based movement. And I love turn-based games as a genre. Wow. How about you? Me. What are my favorite mechanics? Well, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this a bunch already, so I'm just going to mention it briefly. But um, obviously one of my favorite mechanics are the punishment reward mechanics in um, not the Pepper Prince. <laughs> Prince of Persia, <laughs> the 2008 cel-shaded one. Uh, the one where you can't die because, you know, the your companion catches you and magically pulls you back to the last safe platform so basically to the last checkpoint and mm. yeah i do and i did i i just thought that was ingenious even though it's such a simple thing but it's just because no game mm. really i feel like there's very few games who try to come up with something different than just death and collect coins i mean they still do the collect coins thing um but you know that was nice and my favorite genre, I think, is uh, RPGs, probably. Mm. Yeah. I do like me some RPGs. Mm. That would be my favorite, too. Especially the tactical RPGs. Oh, I love action RPGs, too. But I don't like these um, tacked-on RPG elements and weird games that have no business calling themselves RPGs. <laughs> Um, favorite mechanic is really well um, a mechanic I also really you know if I think about like what I do enjoy about uh, RPGs it's always this thing when you feel like you can really do something yourself even if it's useless or small things like that's what I really like about gothic for example that you can mine or yourself and you can fry things uh, that you've uh, collected from animals you've hunted or something and that yeah I don't know there's so many things that make it feel like you're actually role-playing you know not in an annoying way I mean they also do have the sleeping mechanics but they don't have it like you have to sleep and you're getting hungry now and things like that that I find it gets a little bit tedious um, mm probably because it's too accelerated. Like that's sort of similar I feel to how when characters like are out of breath after two seconds of running. It just 
okay, I get you're trying to like reference real life, but even I can run longer than this, you know, so don't annoy me with these things. But if it feels like, or in, um, I've mentioned it before too, I guess that's the problem with these things. I have my <laughs> favorite games and then I always talk about them. <laughs> um, the Assassin's Creed 2, when you, you know, sort of move into that castle in that little town and you can buy like shops and upgrade them and stuff like that, you know, sort of where you can build your own thing within something. Like I don't like pure building games, but I do mm. like when I have an RPG and like in Skyrim, eventually I can buy a house in every town and I can, you know, get a wife who's then there and gives me a meal a day and <laughs> things <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> I mean, wasn't it like an Assassin's Creed? I haven't played that one, but where you, you can like um, build up the city you live in. Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant. Yeah, you have a yeah. like outside of town. There's like a or outside of the big cities. There's like a smallish town, and you kind of move into a castle there. I forget how you get it, and but then you can upgrade everything around you and like build shops so you have easier access there. Or you. I'm not even sure what you did, but there were a lot of unlockables. And I do love unlockables. I guess that's a mechanic I like. Um, mm. Just unlocking and upgrading shit, at least if it's interesting. I guess that's the problem I had with the last Tomb Raider. I'm not really interested in any of the upgrades, so I'm kind of bored about it. But in general, I think that's the appeal that clicker games have, right? You just click to upgrade, and that's fun somehow. <laughs> mm. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> I I get so addicted to these things I can't stop them because my life will turn into that. It's not even fun. I just do it because I have to. <laughs> and then you burn yourself out with cookie clicking. <laughs> I've I've done that. I'm I, I have to be cautious about getting back into that. <laughs> That's the true reason why you had to to leave the Dalek was <laughs> could click a burnout. Couldn't click anymore. <laughs> Just wasn't in it anymore. Well, the thing is that at some point, you know, I do use an auto clicker. Right? I use like a tool that clicks like a hundred times a second or something. Um, I had, yeah, sorry to to uh, uh, cut in, but it's so boring what you're talking about. So, um, <laughs> uh, well, let's wait till the reviews come in. <laughs> I can I can uh, wait any longer before I, I forget. Yes, um, I've had a really interesting um, idea why like old games are so interesting, uh -huh. and new games, especially like the AAA stuff, doesn't really do it anymore. Mm. And I think it, it has some. It does kind of like favorite mechanic genre. I heard it on the. the um, Creighton Crowbar um, podcast, so uh, shout out to that. Um, and it's the now I forgot the word, of course. Basically, the expectation space or the interaction space, because in the old games you really didn't know what you can and can't do, and this mystery made them especially interesting. And that's really what I love in games when I really have. And it, that's when I'm immersed the most, when I don't know how far I can go, what I can actually do and what doesn't work. And AAA games 
because they are just so formulaic, I just start the game and I know exactly what's interactable, what's what can I collect, what what's with the um, like the combinable stuff, and what can I do, what can I do? That's completely clear from the get go. Hmm. There's no mystery at all, and I I don't find it interesting. I really like games where I can explore the mechanics and they are not like um, transparent uh, immediately. Mm, I see. Yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why I love like the RPGs because you don't know what you can do just with interacting with characters, what kind of items you can find and what mechanics they bring with them. Um, what kind of dialogues you can have with characters. That's what, what makes them really exciting for me. Yeah. I think AAA games for a large part for me are just so, as I said, formulaic and focus tested to death that I'm so bored with it. I'm, I'm, I was thinking about it because I uh, obviously I played the new Tomb Raider and then I started the second one and it feels so much more like a cookie cutter. Oh, people want to upgrade. So we put them some upgrades. We just hadn't, didn't have any ideas for upgrades. So everything's boring. And it seems as so designed to be this template of well, what they like to do to get the maximum monetization out of things and uh I guess that's why I'm not really interested in firing it up again. I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to keep playing it. Even though I had a good time with it, it's just one of those times where I'm right now, I turned it off and I've, I'm never in the mood to turn it back up again. And I feel like that's part of it because the... Yeah, the charm is sort of gone. Like it's now kind of paint by money uh, numbers, like even more than before, of course. Not like the previous one wasn't, but um, this feels yeah. a lot more tired somehow. Yeah. Um, Mendes is saying my favorite genre was RPG, but shifted over to platformer to... Or shifted over platformer to grand strategy. Yeah. Oh, I can't do strategy. I, I, I certainly feel that, like the, the shift part at least. Mm. <laughs> I... I always loved RPGs, mm. still do, but it's hard to start one because there's oh, yeah. just such a commitment. Um, so I don't, I don't know if if they are right now my favorite genre. <laughs> like in theory, overall, I'd say RPG, but yeah, same. Yeah. And I played like lots of shooters back in the day. Like if there was a new shooter, I'd love to play it. Just like see how the guns work, jumping around, shooting. Also, like favorite mechanics, jumping and shooting. Love that stuff. That's uh, good stuff, yeah. Yeah. But today I don't <laughs> I don't play shooters anymore. Any shooters. It's just I, I try to start like uh Metro. Mm. It's just so boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do like shooters as well, but I don't know when I've last played one. Hmm. Um I mean I did I did enjoy the Far Cry games, or like one, two, three, one not so much, but two and three I really liked. Have not really felt. I mean, it's the same thing. I was so interested in Primal, Far Cry Primal, the one with the cavemen. 
because it sounds mm. like such an interesting idea, but then I just yeah. didn't get into it really. It just feels it feels overproduced. I think that kind of turns me off. It, it's too glossy and too yeah, too AAA. <laughs> and Crisis, the first one I loved, never oh, was yeah, interested in checking out the second. I fired the second up, played like the first 30 seconds and never played it again. So I'm... No, never tried even. <laughs> never even tried. But um, in terms of genre and fun mechanics, I really loved Call of Juarez. It was sort of an adventure shooter, I guess, because you were kind of 3D platforming, shooter, puzzle solving. It was... Have you played it? The one where you run around with a Bible? and Yeah. That was yeah, a really was cool game, I thought. Because it was different. It was I also really very story-heavy. You have three different characters, and it's so interesting how in one in one segment you run away from a character, and the next one you play the chasing yourself kind of. And it was a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah. It it wasn't really a great game, but similar to the movies we talked about, it was just fresh. It was just interestingly different. Like everything they it, it did, um, maybe like the shooting wasn't the best, or the um, like the walking wasn't great, and the puzzles weren't. But just how it was presented, it was just different enough to really to really interest me. I actually would argue that it's a great game. Mm. So I did enjoy all those elements. I did enjoy the again the role play type things where you know, at some point after you get wounded, you're being rescued by a Native American, and he like sends mm. you to hunt some rabbit, and then you go off with a bow and arrow on horseback and try to hunt some rabbits, and it's mm. it's I mean it, technically it's busy work, but somehow they do it in a way where I'm like yeah I'm hunting rabbits, you know, and it's mm. not like ugh collect 50 skins of this thing or something. It's just like, hunt three rabbits. <laughs> and I... That's reasonable. <laughs> I like these things where I feel really immersed. And I guess that's also why I love um, the Mass Effect type relationship mechanics that exist, where you can, just through conversation, like build relationships with characters. Mm. And... Oh, by the way, I watched a video that you posted in our Discord yeah. earlier, <laughs> um, which you can find somewhere uh, linked in our about on Twitch or you know wherever. It's also on YouTube if you look in our uh, top banner thingy. Join our Discord if you please. Um, and yeah, I watched that about the can dialogue mechanics be as exciting as fighting mechanics? Yeah. And I think the answer we is no. It a lot, right? hmm? We discussed that a lot. We, we thought like yeah, there has to be a way. And I still think there is a way. Ah, uh, Vendesil, the absolute goat, <laughs> posting the link. <laughs> so that's yeah. greatest of all time, goat. Um, I'm, I mean, that, that got also got me like a little bit, you know, excited for trying that at some point you know, to really build something that's I like this idea that he lined out about like doing research and like really getting to know characters and like building relationships and then using all the things yeah. um, to convince them of what uh, and stuff like that it's, uh, it's, it's for sure interesting but I also you know uh, I also got the sense that the bottom line is that 
in the end it can't be as exciting because shooting is really one glance you know what you have to do it is super simple you point you click you win uh, and if you don't do it good enough or you don't hide well enough then you die a conversation i think is always going to be much more complex still something interesting to uh, try but i don't think you can do the how how easy and disposable combat is like because even just having different characters means you need to learn different things. It's not a one solution fits all kind of things. If you don't then calculate in how expensive it is to to create, mm-hmm. I think that the uh, uh, La Noir uh, kind of dialogue where you have to look at the faces and read them is as exciting as battling enemies. I really felt that when I played the game. I feel like it's too different to really compare. I was just thinking now could conflict resolution through dialogue be as interesting as conflict resolution through shooting. And I think in these, like if you exchanged in a shooter, all the shooting with conversations, it would probably be not as interesting. That's sort of what I'm thinking. Sure, LNOR is a fascinating game, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is really good and would probably be cool if they made more games like this because I love the detective work and all of that. I would love to see this evolve because I think it's still very basic what they're doing. And I love the idea of something, sorry, just a little bit more elaborate, I guess, more more clue finding, more combinations and more possibilities, like how this can play out sort of like a detective hitman, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. where you have multiple avenues to approach a case and not this, okay, and now in this space, there's obviously those three items you can interact with, and then you can say these three things to the character, and then you just guess one of the three expressions that they can have. It's still, I'm not trying to shit on the game. I mean, this came out in 2009 or something, 10. Um, Awesome stuff. I would just love to see more of that. But even then, I don't think that that would ever replace Shooter, you know? Violence-based conflict. It's not replaced, but like be as exciting. And I think in La Noir, I found the the battles where you shoot less exciting as the dialogues. Oh, for sure, because that's not that wasn't really really well designed towards that purpose. I think (laughs) it's like Um, a bad shooter with a really cool dialogue system. Yeah. Uh, Another mechanic I love is just. card or genres card games i love card games i love <laughs> collecting card games i love building my own decks mm. that, that's definitely and it stayed like that i just i just can't play them anymore because i just uh if you have to play against other players it's too aggravating for me but i wonder if like something like card city games uh, card city mm. card city knights knights yes it's an that amazing game knights as uh, in the night that's not making it very clear. So uh, the opposite of day, <laughs> Card City, not day. Um, it was such a fun game to play. It was so re- relaxing. It had an interesting um, challenge, uh, a bit different than normal card games, but still like similar enough to really give me this build my deck, um, find synergy, um, fun. Yeah. Um, Something a bit completely different I just stumbled upon while looking through the games on Steam to find <laughs> mechanics and genres I love. Have you seen that there is a gothic remake? A remake? Yes. 
I have a, a gothic playable teaser on Steam. And it's got um, news from December 13th, 2019 and February the 19th. Wait. Uh, what? So have you, do you, can you send me a link? Remake with, uh, from THQ Nordic. THQ Nordic Gothic Remake. What? Yes. Oh, huh? And so they're playable demo right now on Steam. The fuck? Yes. <laughs> I've never heard of that. So, but oh, Gothic playable teaser? Excited. That one? Yeah, exactly. That's it. Is it loading? Oh, it's slow. Okay, while it does that, let me quickly do something about this because I feel like it's. Whoop. Oof. No, no that's, that's worse. Now we're before. in the. Yeah, I was still thinking about the topic, but of course now we're not in the topic. So that doesn't help. But if we were in the topic like this, for example, you know, then great. Then, yeah. then you could see something. Not that. Why is it doing that? Stop doing that. You wanna? Yes, I do. Uh, I mean, it's a bit different. But do you wanna watch the trailer? Watch Watching the trailer? trailer. Okay, let's watch a trailer. What? Why? No, oh, okay. People can't see that, right? What are you oh, doing? No, they, have, <laughs> they, they can. I'm doing this live. Okay, great. Doing this life <laughs> just for you. <laughs> so yeah, fun times. So anyway, this looks this looks cool. So for next time we have this setup. <laughs> okay, back to browser. So let's watch some trailer. Uh, okay, let's see. Dun 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 dun. Okay, you want to hear something? a thousand times told mm. although I'm sure there's always room for one more this time will be a little different believe me I was there I remember so well that pestilent cesspool I called home back then the colony said Diego but as happens in the greatest stories Everything starts almost by accident. I guess Diego was a great wall of fire. Uh, a mysterious scroll. A new no convict. He did not know, but he would change everything. Interesting. Well, I guess I'm going to check out that playable teaser. Very well. Yeah. You guys asked for it. I mean, I don't like how the how those weird dinosaur thingies look, but yeah, everything looks different. Ooh. <laughs> well, for the in the first moment, I thought like, oh yeah, okay, that's that's kind of cool. 
Um, that seems like our screen doesn't didn't look that good anymore. Good. It's sort of like uh, what are they called? The non-gothic gothic games they made. Risen. Uh, yeah. So I I don't mind the visual upgrade, and I you know the first thing I was thinking actually was I do like that it still looks a little bit cheap. Because yeah. my first thought when I heard a remake, that's um, well, my first thought was, am I gonna like this? Because I like how you know, kind of okay. awkward and glitchy and everything was, you know, so ugh, everything looking good can that be nice? But it still looks kind of kind of bad, you know, and I like that. <laughs> It looks like a really good kind of not that good. So yeah, I'm I'm interested. But I guess if they only started developing it this year, then it's probably gonna take a while. I mean that's how I understood this thing. Wait a minute. Can you go back to to this? The kingdom of Multana has been invaded by an implacable horde of orcs. King Robot II, in need of a large quantity of magical ore in order to forge power, operates the colony's mines with all the... Ah, okay. Okay, okay. Now that's, that's true. But, yeah. So wait, this this is a remake. This is not a... It's like a reimagining. What are they saying? Well, you know, with the re... stuff. Uh... So what are they saying they want to do? Do they say anything? Not that much. Just they're going to establish a studio and then assess what players liked and what they want to be different. Uh -huh. mm. The demand for a, for a grittier and less colorful world. Fuck off. Fuck right off. No. Do not. What? The world was pretty gritty and without color. But this right? is... I I'm I wouldn't call that gritty. It was just what they could do at the time. This seems appropriate. I like this. Yeah. I hate the idea of them making it dark and gritty so that hardcore gamers can feel like hardcore gamers. Yeah. Fuck off. We need more colorful gaming. Yeah. Kind of like the, the Doom Patrol stuff. I feel Gothic had this... It didn't take itself too seriously and had fun with all that stuff. Yeah, um, Outer Worlds is also pretty colorful, right? The yeah, Outer Worlds looks amazing. Just, yeah. I'm just afraid that I, I, if I buy it, I just won't ever start it. <laughs> or just play like the first 15 minutes and then I'll be sad for the money I've spent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the first thing I was thinking of when we were talking about um, the how difficult it is to start RPGs because they're just too huge to actually play. And as I am interested in Outer Worlds, it looks like exactly mm. my kind of thing. It's even about my favorite topic, how capitalism is terrible. So yeah. that seems perfect, but I don't think I... Or like Alex, I'm super interested in it, even though I hear mixed things. But I am curious, but I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't mm. have the time. Hmm, that's not easy. Well, so is yeah. this what we have for the for the topic this week? Or do you have any 
Wait, that's not the right one. I think so. Any favorite mechanics left? Well, um, I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about. What was it? It was about choices. But what was it about choices? Hmm. 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 I think it was just general musings about choices, and now I can't find a segue into it, so whatever, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dialogues. I like dialogues. That's also a good mechanic. <laughs> Dialogue choices. I love them. I love um, them so much, I, I, I really get annoyed if I only have, like, one option. <laughs> I want to have two options, even if they result in the same thing. I just want to have the choice. I see. Um, now I was thinking more in general, you know, when I was talking about earlier about the sort of mm -hmm. the, oh, sorry. Um, what I was talking about earlier with the, so now circling back to the beginning, uh, with burnout and working from a fear motivation rather than a passion motivation and stuff. Mm. And in that same context, I was just thinking about choices a lot and like how much of well that basically our choices are what defines us right i guess i was thinking about that in terms of writing and things and uh, also how well how if i think about you know why i love the people i love and stuff i think you can always ab abstract that back to the choices that they make that that's something that i appreciate mm. basically and how much our choices say about us as people or like about characters and writing and stuff and um it's what did i want to say about that there was i felt like i had a profound realization over the last couple of days and now i can't think of what it was <laughs> i was probably high so <laughs> the usual thing you think like oh shit i figured something out and then it's then you get sober and it's like, yeah, that's boring. Everyone knows that. <laughs> um, uh, ah, who knows? If I can think of it, I'll, I'll probably talk to you about it next time we hang out. It's probably not that interesting. Uh, but it's certainly interesting for me in terms of writing too. Um, I feel like I've, uh, I've come a long way since we last talked about how I'm stuck at things and hate writing characters and things like that. Um, yeah. That's certainly interesting to approach something this way. I was this time much more, like when I was writing the, the script for the prototype, um, I was much more focused on like who are these people why are they this way why why would they react or how would they react to a certain situation what do they need for the need mm. to, to make a choice to overpower the fear of making a choice and so i was just thinking a lot about like this fear-based and love-based motivation and how much of life is oh i guess that's what i was thinking about about my own about my own life and mortality and how I how I get myself into these situations where I just freak out about things that have to be done and then it turns out they're not that hectic. I wasn't 
necessary to worry yeah. about. Yeah. And how to, I mean, I, I have still no real ideas how to turn this off, but, um, I, that is something that I found really fun about, about time, that movie about, it's just sort of like a, not in time, about time. So oh. that's, we watched it. confused them all the time, yeah. Not the Justin Timberlake one, where they steal time mm. from their arm watches, uh, but so the nice. kind of rom-com where he can travel in time. Oh, right. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, man, I completely <laughs> forgot that. That was some profound like realization that that movie brings you to with the choices you make. And, yeah, and I love wow. this, the conceit in the end, or like the thing that he learns is... Yeah, uh, people, if you haven't seen About Time, watch that movie. It's so good. It's so what fun. What a treat. <laughs> Such a good time, really. I love that movie. That is a movie I still get excited about, <laughs> no matter how many times I've seen it. Um, <laughs> and, well, he says this thing in the end, that his father, um, the advice that he gave him uh, was before they had to split, because now yeah, that's plot reasons. And he says that live the day and then go back, live it again, knowing how it will turn out and just enjoy yeah. it because you already don't have to worry anymore. And I keep thinking yeah. about that because I experience that same thing. I worry about everything and everything always works out. If I could just get myself to just not be scared of things going wrong, but just trust yeah. and just exactly. enjoy it as if I already knew which I do. Like in my head, I know things work out, but I just don't believe it. And so I stress. And yeah, I, that ties into <laughs> to my uh, coding insecurities as well. Yeah. I could just write it knowing that eventually I'd find like the real solution to it without worrying that I'm doing something wrong and like keep procrastinating <laughs> until I've got the idea. Uh, yeah. And that that doesn't it, because it just doesn't work with stuff that's so big. I can't fit it all in my head. I will never like find like the way to do it. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. It's just I don't want to look back because that's I, I think as I said a lot about death and stuff. And so I don't want to look back and be like, shit, you could have really enjoyed this thing because I know I yeah. do this. Like everywhere, everything I do, everywhere I go, I'm always nervous. And then when it's over, then I enjoy that mm -hmm. I have done it. This is, happens with the smallest stuff, with the biggest stuff. Actually, bigger yeah. things I, I feel more at ease about somehow. But like going to a concert, I'm always nervous. Like, what is this going to be weird? If, what if the people are going to be like, Ugh, and what if there's, you mm. know, people looking for trouble because they're drunk and things like that. And only when I'm back home, I'm like, oh, yeah, I had a good time at the concert, you know. <laughs> I just, wanna, <laughs> I just yeah. don't want to be like looking back. I want to enjoy the moment more than retroactively. Yeah. Um and I'm gonna put put that on the list for my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> it is for sure something to figure out. Even though I also had the realization this week, a very positive one, that I actually absolutely trust myself. It's that was a yeah, weird no, moment. Really annoying. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> unless I do. I do believe in myself and I do trust myself to be able to take care of things. Um, yeah, I was chatting to, uh, you know, a friend and uh, we were talking sort of about this whole burnout stuff and all the stress because she's also very stressed and things like that. And so I'm, um, but in that, 
uh, while I was saying to her, ah, you, you always managed to work. You know, basically, while I was giving other people the advice that I needed to hear, uh, I kind of realized, you know what? Actually, I trust myself to pull off things too. I know that I can do everything that I'm doing right now and that I that it will work out and that it will be fine and that um, I'm even... You know, I still have this holdover uh, from my youth when I started with weed and stuff where I would crash a lot. That hasn't happened to me in a long time. I still worry about it, that it will happen. Mm. But every single time that it has gotten close, I always manage to manage. Uh, and I do trust it on some level. And I wish I could just get to that place where I... Because I do actually believe it. It's not just something I think. I felt that in my soul that I trust myself. When I said that, I was like, it was like washed over with like sort of a calm and like a weird, almost like, I wasn't quite tearing up, but it was like sort of that pre-space of tearing up out of just gladness, you know? Mm. And yeah, I just, I feel like eh, that I'm so close to like... (laughs) Not being this miserable all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, two days ago I was uh, outside playing basketball, and uh, I've come to to learn to get to know a couple of the guys who are regulars there. And it was just throwing the ball, and I was just like, you know, didn't just didn't work today. Just didn't yeah. make any points, basically. But it was just, I was just like throwing for fun. I wasn't in the game, but. Yeah, he just like I, I saw the guy. He was like looking at me, and I was like, "Ah, today it's just not working." <laughs> and he's just like, "Why are you saying that? Just I don't. This this throw was bad. Next one's gonna be better." Mm. And I was like, "Don't you know that sometimes days they don't feel right. They're just like they're just not good days. Like uh, it's not you don't have to have a good day every day. You can't." And he said. No, I can. Every day is a good day. I was like, "What?" <laughs> he asked me. So, what how, nice. how often do you have bad days? And I was like, "Every second day, more or less." And he was like, "Really? What? <laughs> can you live like that?" And yeah, I think that it, it might be just that, like just like sitting back and enjoying the process and stop worrying so much. I mean, that's the this thing with like telling people that we have our own company make games for seven years and they would like, wow that's great and then i think back and like yeah yeah that's great that's not so but bad it, right <laughs> yeah but like right now it's like so much stress to to keep it going i mean right now it, it's okay we are I've, yeah right this like moment one beer okay. down but yeah it, like the day-to-day basically it's not as fun as it should be, considering that I am doing what I want to do. Ah, it's so weird. Um, For yeah. sure. But we, we, we have some um, chat discussion yes. there. It's just on a different topic. That's why I thought we just... Well, it's a topic from before. Yeah, it's still similar choices and okay. being happy with them. So then let me read that out. When the still saying about dialect choices, I hate it when you get pretended choices which do not really do anything. It always feels for me like wasted time, especially if you do not even get some flavor text. And Frieda, you say in Red somewhere that often the illusion of choice is actually better than having a real choice in games. Need to find the source of that. Actually, isn't that what games are anyway? Illusions of choice? You don't really... I mean... You, well, yeah, you decide on certain uh, 
like I mean, Mass Effect is always going to be the same story. You just kind of decide mm. the nuances of your character, but you don't even get to decide what kind of character you really are, right? I think um, a huge difference is that the the pretend choices, if they are like flavor, mm. or if they really try to fool you. Like what I don't like is if I have like an option to call out, let's say, just like call out the mom or call out the dad and then either choice leads me to calling out both parents because that's so transparent i know what they did there they they <laughs> fooled they tried to fool me but they they didn't quite make it but if i have just like the choice like agree strongly or agree um, grimacingly and i don't have to like listen to that spoken out that's maybe the problem with um, mass effect that they couldn't do it because they all all had all their lines like recorded um then it's fine i like i like it in uh Baldur's gate for example where i'm sure like a lot of the choices aren't really choice like lead to the same conclusion but it allows me to play out my character and that's what i want and if i don't have the chance if I'm like a pigeonholed into responding a certain way and don't have any leeway in how my character would do that, hmm. then then I really really dislike it. And I I, I do think that um, like giving meaningless choices is definitely better than giving people no choices at all. I'm not sure if like giving them real choices is like better overall maybe if you like factor in like the cost that um creating real choices um has hmm. yeah. so wait let me see about the rest so when then says if you have the illusion and it's not broken then it's okay but if you know that the action you do has no impact or consequence then why do it to which really says i like that it sometimes can be subtle even if the choice is meaningless in the end it can define yourself then games are a waste of time anyway. <laughs> Very true. It's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Very much it's not agree. true at all. When the sale, that is true. See, what I mean is more like the potential. It guys. is okay for Sorry. me if the game has hidden, invisible, or delayed consequences. If it yeah, is that, you explain no your character. Time. Why are you interrupting, interrupting when the sale all the time? So. That is true. What Could I mean is more like the pretension. And you're still doing it. More like the pretentious. <laughs> it's okay for me if the game has hidden, invisible, or delayed consequences. If it is there to explain your character a bit more with different flavor text, it's okay. But in some games, you have choices which do not provide different feedback. They just do it. Uh, they just do nothing. Or sometimes they are necessary gates which only let you progress if you answer the one thing. And and what? And there's no real reason why you need the gate. That makes me think of Walking Dead, of course, in the choice where you can decide if you rescue Clementine or the boy of the farmer where you're staying at when the zombie attack yeah. comes. And regardless of what you choose, um, the boy is going to be saved. No, it's not Clementine. It's helping the the hand, the, the farmer. It's in the beginning of the first Doesn't episode, matter. so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's the first hard choice that you make, but then when you replay it and you choose the other one, you realize, oh, actually, that wasn't. Mm. So if you don't help the kid, but help the farmhand, 
then the father of the kid is just going to come save the kid and the farmhand dies anyway. So it's basically, you can choose where you stand, but the same thing is going to happen regardless. Yeah. But I think that's okay because it, it kind of defines your character, which well, I find interesting. Also, uh, it, I think like frustrating the player with something like that has has there there can be a reason i don't know if there is a reason behind it in in that case but like frustrating player with showing them that they have choices but their um impact is limited i think can be impactful yeah i mean in general i do think that games it's well that's why you know i don't even try games that claim to do this better with real choices because i don't believe it's possible because i think like I don't it's an innate real choices <laughs> i don't <laughs> not in games it's too much work to do that um but but in in walking dead that i was disappointed with that one in particular because other choices in the game they're also only about character but they do something that i can like there's a scene where obviously One, someone dies and their loved one doesn't want them killed because they think, no, they're going to come right back. They're fine. They're fine. But you know they're going to turn. So you have to make the choice if you kill them or not. Obviously, if you don't do it, one of the other characters is going to do it. But it's going to change your relationship with that person who's grieving. And that is okay for me. While the thing where when the dad comes to rescue his own kid, he's then mad at you. That seems like a dumb thing because the kid wasn't in as much danger. And like mm -hmm. the kid is fine, so why are you being a dick right now? So that's the type of choice where I feel mm -hmm. like, yeah, there, there was no point to having it. It was cool to have the illusion the first time. It was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, what do I choose? The one who's closer to danger or the child? And yeah, the first time I did that, I obviously helped the child. And that felt good. But then when I played the flip side and I saw, oh, okay, the child doesn't actually die. I, the same outcome only now he's mad at me even though his kid wasn't really in danger i'm like that's that's too forced for me to yeah. feel good about so <laughs> parents are like that <laughs> possibly it just it felt lazy that was a lazy one there are better ones even ones that yeah. don't actually in the dlc the 400 days um it's a that's a collection of short, short stories hmm. um basically and there's one where you just make a final choice of what your character is going to do, whether they're going to stay in a camp that is, as they always are in that world, uh, totalitarian and led by some crazy person, or if you try to escape with your little sister and be, you know, without protection. And it's literally just the same thing. The last thing you do, it ends after that. But I sat there probably 20 minutes trying to figure out what the right thing is to do because I could mm. not for myself decide what is a good call, even if it wouldn't be followed up on, you know? So it was sort of the most meaningless choice, except for me personally, it meant so much because it, I felt why mm. these choices and the weighing of it and everything. And yeah, those can be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. What I found funny in Walking Dead was the X will remember this. Yeah, that was a nice... Oh, well, I read the rest. This was a nice psychological trick. <laughs> I agree. It did nothing in the game, but players thought it does, so they thought their choices have bigger impact than it had. Yeah, a couple of those are absolutely pointless, but some of them are actually 
I mean, they do make a difference. It's then so characters are mad at you or something. Um, but that's they were also all pointless. Wouldn't work as well. Yeah, yeah. It's just with the character where he says he will remember that, and then he dies ten minutes later, <laughs> and so it didn't matter. But it felt in the moment like, who knows? Oh What's God! Happening the aftermath. <laughs> And they also use that for great comedic effect in the Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. I think I've told this probably before, but yeah, there's a moment where you're hunted by a by a female serial, uh, by a female headhunter, and you rush into the garage to escape them. And it turns out that she's dating the the woman who runs the garage, but promised to give up headhunting, and so she can't catch you in front of her. And so you steal. Yeah, you know, she has this this kind of Captain America type shield that he threw after you. So you can steal that. <laughs> and then it just says, because she can do nothing about it because her girlfriend is right there. Then it says, she will remember that. <laughs> it was just, I had a big laugh at that. Trails from the Borderlands is so good. It's, I love that game. <sighs> anyway, I think we fit yeah. our mark. Yes, we did. Though I have to stress that games are not a waste of time. I mean, you, if you are sure of another joke. opinion, please explain me what would not be a waste of time. Because there is no gold in life, so there can be no waste. Well, there can only be waste. Everything's no, a waste. You can't have one without the other. Ah, like shoe and shoelace. Let's just say yes and <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> that's, uh, that's from a Family Guy gag where somehow Stewie watches a Russian cartoon. It's just shoe and shoelace. Shoe and shoelace. One is meaningless without the other. And da, 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 credits. <laughs> uh, that was funny. I think about that one a lot. <laughs> Um, and still says it depends on the game. I agree that games have a meaning, but some games are more a time dump stuff. I'm pretty sure that you know, as fellow game developers, that was a that was a joke. <laughs> no, 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 really not. Because you you can't waste your time if you if there is no like no, um, I'm saying... metric by by measuring what really is important or not in your life and you decided i mean you you can decide that this was a waste of time for you personally but who knows maybe in two years you'll find out that this annoying cookie clicker game that brought you to burnout now has given you the insights you need for whatever you now want to do wouldn't so. that be nice but yeah Okay, so games are not a waste of time. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> so I guess we can call this a hoot out and do something else. Play like some games. Yeah, I'm looking for a time waster. So, yeah. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, then... Until next week. Until next week. Join the Discord. A little more relaxed by then. Who knows? Buy some flashlight. 
Yes. Um, yeah, as always, thanks for joining us. And yeah, we'll we'll see you around. Keep you updated. Bye bye. Uh, thanks, Vendesil, for the again the Discord oh, yeah. link. Thanks. And yes, then yeah, next time. Bye. Bye bye.